Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Yeah. 10 o'clock in the morning and uh, uh, Eastern time. And, uh, boy, it's a cold day. I'm looking out on the lake right now. We've got a lot of sunshine, but the lake is frozen as far as you can see. It's about five degrees outside. The wind's blowing. It's not a comfortable day outside. We had a cold um, first of the year and a, and a nice New Year's Eve. And on the line, of course, is the guru, Craig Ryder down in uh, Hilton Head, where I'm sure it's very warm. Craig, uh, yeah, it's 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 extremely warm. As a matter of fact, at least compared to you, we have uh, we had woke up with a temperature about 22, 23, and a wind chill about 10 or 11 because it's blowing. Oh, high. we have an extremely high tide today because of the of the supermoon and uh, and the northeast wind, which blows the blows the water in. It was, we've seen it higher, but it was um, it was. Uh, it was very high, and so it's uh, it, it gets close to our place, which is not in any danger at this point. So we're uh, we're doing well, and certainly a lot warmer than uh, than where you are. And the strange thing is, it's supposed to snow here tomorrow, and there's a pretty good chance of wow. 95%. So the photo bugs will be out uh, taking taking snapshots of Arbor Town with uh, with uh, snow all over the place. So it's uh, sure. it should be exciting. Yeah, hey, well, uh, you used a term there I've never heard before. What is the super moon? Super moon is when moon, the moon is closer, closest to the Earth, uh, <clears throat> and what it does is then ex, ex, uh, um, enhance the the pull of gravity on the tides. So the tides tend to be higher and lower, and we have a normally have a seven and a half foot tide rise here, and um, in our case, it was a uh, it was about an almost a nine foot tide rise, so we had about wow. a foot and a half above normal. So it was quite uh, quite different. But again, you know, we're uh, we're up uh, 16 feet or so above the water, so that's uh, that's a good thing to to be, especially when these things they haven't supermoons haven't gotten the tide and the king tides that come from them haven't gotten real close to our place. Uh, but um, but but it's uh, you know it's it's uh, interesting to watch and see. And and it's a, I think it's a minute we're a minute behind you uh, down there in terms of our time because this is what they call the low country and we just tell everybody at the north that the S is silent and the word low down here. So <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we uh, we don't have any tide at all right now because of course, as I said, the lake is frozen solid. I think they're talking about ice fishing and everything. We've had it's been really cold up here for uh, over a week and i think we're in for another week of pretty cold temperatures and then maybe it goes up a bit we also celebrated the new year and uh we've we've started today january 2nd we started a brand new diet so uh, ah what's tell yeah, me about that, that. yeah well, that was kind of our uh, uh new year's resolution we decide we looked at what we were eating and and uh not bad but uh thought we'd give it a try. We bought a book on the paleo diet, 
And uh, uh-huh. thought we'd give that. Yeah, have you heard of it? I have heard of it, which is the opposite of the, uh, the vegan diet. <laughs> it's kind, of, it's, uh, and, kind of, yeah. It, it, and to me, it's pretty close to uh, uh, the low carb thing that I or no carb thing that I did several years ago, very successfully. Um, uh, but this has a few more restrictions on it. But at the same time, uh, we eat a lot of those things that are on the diet anyway. So we're thinking it may not be too difficult. The first 30 days is going to be a, a challenge for us because first 30 days, no sugar, no grains, no uh, alcohol. Ooh, that's a tough Ooh. one. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no bourbon. I can't believe that. Now, this is interesting to me. They allow uh, the the liquor. Now, wine is okay. Organic red wine, they suggest, is the best um, alcohol. Uh-huh. But then uh, for liquor, uh, bourbon is out, but they say that, that vodka is okay. It's made from potatoes. Well, yeah. yeah, but but white potatoes are not allowed on the diet. Uh, well, they use old rotten potatoes, so that's why. And, uh, apparently, you can make, I just learned this, that you can make vodka from... Anything that's anything that will ferment, you can actually make vodka from. That uh, they were showing that on, I think CBS Sunday morning with the corn. You can make it out of, uh, you know, other things that anything that's going to ferment uh, is uh, is fair game for uh, for vodka. So I don't know how whether they're loosely defining vodka, uh, but anyway, yeah. it's it's interesting. I, well, I that's good. Either. Your diet, yeah. I'll be see, here, eager to see yeah. how a woman down here who is retired. Uh, you know, says so that you know she has time to try this stuff out and and to and to find. She said, "I find myself cooking differently now, but I because I have time to experiment with things." So she went on uh, a basically no animal products diet, uh, and uh, she lost about 12 pounds. Feels very good. She thought it would help her fibromyalgia, which was the main the main impetus for going on this diet, and it did not. Um, and again, that's. Uh, there's all, all sorts of explanations for that, but anyway, that's one of the things I think that people who are retired get a chance to uh, to go on. I mean, we have a lot of retirees. You probably uh, remember, or maybe you don't, because you're usually down here in the summertime. But have a lot of retirees who come down from, especially Ontario, Canada, and uh, mm-hmm. this is one of their favorite spots. They need to be back home uh, so that they're not out of the country more than six months and don't lose their their healthcare and um, so anyway, they uh, they they, uh, they they're just uh, they're everywhere and there's you know they get a chance to of course participate in all the things that they they love to participate in like we've got a couple that uh, just loves to play tennis and uh, others uh, you know get out on the water and do other things they couldn't do and I was asking one of them why there were so many people from Ontario down here because it's more than the other provinces and it's closer but still she. Uh, she explained to me well, what what happens. Uh, apparently, in August in Ontario, they hold a lottery, and uh, ten families lose and have to stay and go through the winter and keep an eye on the place, and yeah, everybody else gets to come down here. So anyway, that <laughs> that answered that problem. But anyway, we do go on. So what uh, you've uh, given any more thought? We our financial person that I had hoped to have lined up. Uh, his company's compliance department does not allow for uh, what they thought was giving advice over the phone. I explained to him that this was not certainly an advice thing. This was just 
you know, have you thought about this or here's one way to look at this, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and he explained to the, to the compliance department, they said, oh, okay, still no. So anyway, <laughs> so he will not come yeah. on. So I'll be interested to hear uh, your, your person uh, talk next uh, next week when we're on the yeah. um, you know, the interesting thing about about what we're talking about in the financial side of things is is the the uh, you know, upcoming impact of all the the tax changes and what that's actually going to mean in, in a lot of different ways and the ripple effects uh, that come from that. A uh, colleague of mine used to run a process called uh, um, called the implications wheel and and the goal of this facilitated process was to ensure there would be no unanticipated uh, consequences. Unanticipated was was the, the key word there, not unexpected, but unanticipated consequences. And they would run through a series of scenarios that if you make X decision, like if I'm going to go buy a new car, what are the Y things that must happen? You know, that a, so all, all sorts of things actually fall out of that in terms of credit checks, which then, you know, doing a hard check if, if you finance, which then, has a, uh, a a bearing on your your credit history uh, or your credit score, excuse me, and then uh, and then there are other you know things that come. If you don't finance, you can you, you're going to have that that money gone. So what's what and what is the implication of that? So anyway, it's sure. it's a very interesting process, and I think it's one that uh, I have never actually done. I I've I've watched a part of it and understand the whole process, but I think it would be really fascinating to. To, to help people as they make decisions uh, about retirement, and of course, the best decision time is, is uh, you know, is, is before you actually retire. Uh, and uh, but once you're in it, then you're you're in it and go. But it'll be interesting to see the unanticipated consequences of this uh, of these new tax laws on um, charitable contributions not no longer being allowed to be deducted, and which will certainly hurt some of the not-for-profits that. Um, that have depended heavily on those uh, for their lifeblood. So, anyway, it's it's going to be uh, going to be interesting times, and I'm I'm looking forward to hearing what your person says. And we probably will have others uh, others on the uh, on the horn on this particular subject, uh, or get some questions from from listeners uh, or viewers uh, on the internet if they're just watching the the, the stream live too. Anyway, uh, so what's um, What's what? What are your thoughts on that? Because I'm not a tax expert, and uh, that's why I have professionals to do that. But what are your thoughts? Well, since you mentioned that, I want to remind everybody that we're live Tuesday mornings from 10 to 10:30. The name of the show is Help. I'm retired. Uh, number is one four four eight nine six. If you want to call in. You can Listen, you can and yeah, I think we I think we were losing losing you or losing the signal one way or the other on this one because I can hardly hear you. Oh, I'm hearing some noise from you as well. Uh, huh. Okay. Yeah, I can can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine now. Okay, it's it's been a little bit better now. It was you were it was like you backed away from the mic there for for a bit. Nope. So I just still a little bit lower than it was when we first started. But anyway, we'll 
<clears throat> we'll muscle on too. So yeah, that's uh, that's good, and the people can can call in and or text in, I guess too. Is that correct? Uh, to uh, if they have questions. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they can they can email on the bottom of the screen is a place to send in text messages. It's not actually a text, uh, or it may be. I don't know the the mechanics of this, but. Um, we can get their message from their computer if they want to type in a question as opposed to calling in and actually speaking with us. But next week, yeah, uh, Nick will be here, Nick Kosoris, and uh, Nick will be talking about retirement and about financial side of it. I know that, as you were saying, I, I had a friend who, looking forward to his retirement, with about five or so years to go, I think, maybe... Ten. I hope it was ten, because he said I've only saved five thousand dollars for my retirement, which is oh my gosh. not adequate. Um, you know, he 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 was going to be relying on Social Security because he had no pension plan, and he only had five thousand dollars of savings. Now he was able to work very hard toward his retirement. I don't know how he did in the long run, but. Uh, um, that that was inadequate, and I'm sure that's one of the things Nick will be talking about. There also, and I, I'm interested in finding out about financial products that people no longer need once they're in retirement that you just don't think about anymore, things right. that you've been paying for years and years and years, and uh, um, it, it may be unnecessary to, to keep funding those products. Yeah, for sure. And uh, for example, one of ours that we... For me, anyway, we we let lapse when we first moved here was uh, was a life insurance policy because it was mm-hmm. getting to be you know you get to a certain age points and and the premiums jump and the and uh, it you know the benefits far outweigh the you know just having the cash flow to be able to do that and uh, yeah I, I would be interested in how that person ended up doing because that's uh, that's a uh, a very low, obviously very low number, but uh, not an unusual thing to find people that have saved uh, very little towards retirement because uh, we've been busy consuming. I think one of the things that um, I know we've come to appreciate is is how little of the possessions we have we actually either use, number one, even know that we have, so you go looking in a drawer and 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 also just you know end up just cluttering uh, time and space and could be either donated or could be sold. We have a number of consignment shops here that will sell things and and uh, then they support uh, generally charities and things like that. So <clears throat> anyway, that's that's one of the things that's my uh, on my list for uh, for the new year is to declutter and. Uh, as, as I say, if, I, if I'm looking in a drawer and I can't tell for sure what's what's in there because I haven't been in the drawer for two years, that's a pretty good, yeah. pretty good indication that uh, that's not necessary. Uh, right. So yeah, the expenses, well, yeah, clothing and stuff. Go ahead. We're, we're kind of in the same uh, position. Now, we've we've downsized three times. Uh, we're now in the smallest uh, place that we've lived. Uh, we really don't. We've got about well under a thousand square feet here, uh, but we still find that we've got things we just don't use anymore, and we've still got them. They're still hanging around, and uh, um, it, that that's silly. But I think that's very common. As is, as you said, not 
preparing for retirement ahead of time, not thinking about what the financial side is. On the life insurance side, that was one of the first products I thought of when I thought of this area of of things no longer needed. Life insurance was one because I don't know about you, but my, my reason for buying life insurance way back when was so that I wouldn't be a burden on my family, on, on, uh, uh, you know, children and, and they would have some financial foundation. Well, they're, they're all grown now. They're adults. They've got their own life. They've got their own funds. They don't need that backup anymore. As long as I've got enough money to pay for those kind of final expenses. Yep. And, you know, some of the decisions that we have to make, I mean, we have been giving our, our kids uh, each, you know, a Christmas uh, gift check and, um, and, and it's getting now where, you know, and again, if, depending on, on your uh, employment status and mine's, mine's sporadic, I guess was the way I would best, best describe it is uh, that, um, you know, at this point, we're probably going to need to have that money more than they are. Um, and mm-hmm. we've yeah. given them the tools to be able to make ends meet and be able to do what they need to do. And uh, so we're at some point going to have a conversation with them and say, this is something we're going to need to hold on to uh, just in case, because if, if something goes south here, we can't, um, we don't want to, like you say, be a burden on you and we want to be able to stay, you know, solvent for as long as we can. So there's, so there's interesting. So you're downsizing. Talk a little bit about that because that's another uh, decision, both financial as well as a lifestyle um, type of decision. That, 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 uh, yeah. Yeah, that was an interesting um, project, and, and it coincided. I mean, we were moving anyway, and so it made sense at that point to look at what we really needed in terms of size. But we, we started with relatively large facilities and then moved into a condominium first that had about 2,000 square feet. Um, and, and that was fine. Uh, but then we moved into a smaller unit uh, that we liked very much, and uh, it provided an opportunity for us to uh, not need so much. And so we were able right. to donate a lot of clothing and a lot of furniture and other items that we had laying around the house. Um, the third move to this condominium up here on Lake Erie was really the most dramatic. And we still have, as I said, you know, I've, I'm looking at a, a monitor across the room from me right now that is unhooked and hasn't been hooked up to anything for well over a year now. Uh, I don't need that. <laughs> you know, there are things in a things in a, in a cabinet, uh, uh, CDs and other things that I haven't played in well over two years, I don't think. Uh, but we still save those things because they're ours and we want to have them. Uh, and someday I may. Them. Yeah, I get yeah, them and, yeah. load, and load them into my iTunes so I can listen to them and da-da-da-da-da. Uh, and yeah, that's silly. The same thing. Yeah. yeah, it's silly to hang on to those things. Uh, uh, but I do, and and it's very difficult for people to understand how we could keep getting smaller and smaller. But we watch like you know those small houses. Now I the couldn't live in four hundred. Right. Yep. I, I I couldn't do that. But I understand the philosophy and the appeal of such a small place. This place is so easy to keep clean and to to clean, and I do a small amount of it. I mean. 
Lucia by far takes care of the place um, much more than I. But it's so easy to to take care of. And that's important because um, in retirement, our time is very valuable to us. And we don't want to be spending time cleaning the place. We don't want to be paying somebody to come in and clean the place. That's silly. We don't need that. But uh, um, we, we have found it very freeing just to have a smaller space and to not be held down by, by somebody. So we like the condominium concept because we can close the door and be gone for a week, two weeks, a month, and, uh, and not worry about it. That's very nice. Yep, I, we had a condo. Uh, well, and we got the same thing for the outside here. We got we had a condo on Dayton. Same thing. The snow was shoveled in the winter, and the you know the grass was mowed in the summer, and you know the, everything else uh, just went ticking along the way it should. And you had neighbors to keep an eye on the place. So anyway, that's uh, yeah, that is a good thing. I heard you know clothing is one of the things you mentioned that uh, I, I heard a good trick from a uh, from a, one of these specialists of. Uh, of organizing and decluttering and, and they said what you do is you know everybody has a certain way they put their hangers on the hanging rods in their closets and uh, <laughs> so what they suggested you do is you go through and you um, you move everything and, and reverse everything that's that's there and then when you go back to hang clothes you, you just hang them the regular way and when you go back after about six months or a year if you want to go through a whole season cycle as you need up there uh, you look at the clothes that are still hanging in the in the backwards way. <laughs> Those are clothes you probably still don't need. You know, so yeah. Anyway, that's, that's a great uh, idea. It was a great trick. I, yeah, I thought that was that was kind of fun. I like those little techniques uh, for for making things easy and fun. Yeah, we uh, we just got through taking down our Christmas decorations, and and uh, those have pared down significantly. Um, that, that, oh, yeah. um that uh, from the from the days when we'd be wrapping everything in green and you know not quite the Chevy Chase uh, effect, but it was uh, we did have a lot of stuff out in Dickens Village and we gave that to our kids and they 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 liked that they put that up um, and uh, so anyway we were able to find uh, kids that that like stuff and we have two of our kids are real pack rats and uh, the uh, uh, and so they'll uh, one of them will take almost anything that there is, which is as nice. Except that then they you're just you know giving your stuff to somebody else, so that's not not especially good sometimes for them, especially if they decide to move, which looks less and less likely uh, to be able to, to to do that given the lifestyle that they've uh, they've gotten themselves into in terms of uh, collecting animals and. Uh, you know, and animals that need daily attention, like ducks and chickens and other things oh, like really? that. So, so anyway, so their their you know their hope was to was to move to a you know a little farther south, like um, thinking of Asheville or whatever there in the Dayton area. But uh, they realized that there's uh, chances are that um, you know that's that's not going to happen. In fact, uh, both of them can't get away at the same time because the uh, the animals, uh, and especially they've got inside animals too, dogs and cats that need attention. So anyway, uh, lifestyle choice is is, is very important. And uh, I think the other thing is to prepare for the unknown and to sure. be preemptive. Um, you know, there's uh, someone I know well that uh, that was asking their financial advisors should, uh, when they were about age 60, should they consider long-term health care and 
know, they said, no, no, you you don't need that. That's not a good thing to have. Well, uh, at about age 64, uh, when the rates uh, go up uh, that next year, people decided, well, we better get long-term health care. But at that point, one of the uh, one of the family members had already uh, uh, developed a pre-existing condition and could no longer get it. And so, anyway, I think it's even though it's money out of the bank, it's 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 safer to err on the side of caution on some of the, the things that are really going to be the major financial drains. Uh, you know, not the you know the twice a year dental visits or whatever. And hopefully, no more than that. But uh, you know, that's nice to have but not necessary but the things that are really going to take uh, a chunk out and be a big burden to uh, to family members uh, are things i think that uh, people need to pay attention to and that's one thing i wish uh, that that uh, as this person was telling me i wish that they had in fact uh, you know listened to their own advice instead of the financial advisors that thought life would go on as it is so anyway just preparing for those big events i think is it's going to be important, and it's different for everybody, family history and things like that. Sure. Well, one of the things that you mentioned that I found interesting, Craig, was you talked about your children and their, their animals. Um, we, we've wondered about pets, too. We've talked about getting a dog. We would love to have a dog, but we also realize that that's a restriction on our activities, uh, the ability to leave town quickly, not, not to worry having to leave town quickly. But, oh, okay. But, I, won't, I won't ask about that. I mean... Yeah, don't. don't that, that's not... <laughs> no. But... No, uh, not, not important. That's right. That's, that's, the show is not about... You have to make plans. That's right. You, yeah, you yeah. have to make plans then for those pets and how to take care of them in your absence. And you and would expensive. worry about them. Yeah, it can be expensive and it can also be uh, emotionally difficult to be away from those pets. And I know that people love their pets um, um, and and many find real comfort in them in their retirement, but uh, uh, it also adds a burden to things you need to think about. Yep, exactly. Well, I think the good side to that is a lot of the sometimes uh, one of the challenges for people who are retired is getting out and getting exercise, and they say that uh, you know one of the best things for that is to actually have a dog because yes. you know you have to you know unless you've got to train. At a place inside, yeah, you've got to, you know, got to take it out. So, so anyway, that's yeah, that's it. But they are also uh, vet vet bills uh, run up real quickly, and they don't do anything the simple way they used to anymore. That uh, you know, research has driven a lot of findings, which has driven some of the practices that vets have. And so, for example, when we used to take our dog in dogs in to get their teeth cleaned, they just scrape the tartar off and send them on their way. And now they actually. Uh, put them under anesthetic, and and uh, and you know that's that's never cheap, and it's also not good for the animal. So, so anyway, there's there's all sorts of considerations. The, the old joke about you know, freedom is when the kids leave home and the dog dies. So that's you know that's <laughs> that's, that, uh, that's that's real freedom at that point. Then I don't tell my wife that because she has a dog that would fall into the category of uh, of. Uh, uh, almost a companion, uh, you know, a therapy dog. She just she loves the dog, and the dog loves her, and it gets her out and around. And, uh, and she was never all that big on physical activity. So uh, a little bit like Mark Twain, whenever I feel inclined to exercise, I sit down and wait till that feeling passes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, all of that's true, I think. Well, you know, uh, 
taking notes while we're talking here, and I was looking down, and you mentioned that you prepare annual. There's evidence for for something that you're going to be yeah. using the case. Uh, yeah, case has to be down in a hurry. <laughs> 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 um, but you 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 mentioned uh, those annual uh, gifts that you give, uh, <clears throat> gifts, and I would remind you that Lucia and I haven't received our check yet. Oh yeah, that's uh, it's it it was sent. So uh, you know, we only send it once, and if it doesn't get there, we figure we've done our part. And so we're we're terribly sorry for this year's <laughs> this oh, year's wow. loss. Oh. Yeah, I know that's that's just heartless of us, but uh, you know, we got to follow our own advice here. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to ask Nick next week about uh, um, how long we should wait for that check, yeah, or maybe well, I could ask uh, you how, how yeah, long you should I wait, Greg? Um, how much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows the imponderable question. Nobody <laughs> knows. Nope. Okay. Well, we've got about two minutes left. Uh, next week, we hope that people call in or send in some questions either ahead of time or uh, during the show. For our financial experts, uh, at least one, we'll have Nick Gasaurus with us next week. Uh, Nick is located in Mansfield, Ohio, at Mechanics Bank. Um, and uh, disclaimer here: Nick is my financial advisor and, and knows everything about me, and uh, more than just about anybody, maybe even you. Aha! Uh-huh. Imagine that. Uh, well, good. I've got some funny questions all lined up for Nick. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and well, uh, financial questions, right? Well, of course, of course. Of course. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see. I wouldn't want to introduce any surprises into the show for sure. <laughs> well, I, I found Nick very helpful. He's he's uh, he's helped me because as I faced my retirement and now into it, I really don't know what the hell I'm doing, and and uh, um, he's been a lot of help to me. So well, yeah, and it's it gets you know you make emotional decisions. I'm sure he'll get into that. A lot of this just the psychology and also knowing your um, your own predilections in terms of decision making and things like that, but it does uh, become an emotional thing, and especially with people, you know, like we were talking about, have start uh, running down on cash because they have no uh, no hour no input coming into the to the account. That all of a sudden uh, panic kind of sets in, and, and decisions get made that might not be the best things. So having somebody that that cooler heads uh, is, is certainly an excellent. Uh, Excellent resource. Well, we'll find out about it next week right here on TalkShoe on Help, I'm Retired. Thank you, Craig. I can't wait. Thank you, Bill. You bet. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.